Welcome to the Real Estate Show with your real estate and mortgaging team, Terry Kalakos and Marav Marciano on CJAD 800. And a happy Sunday afternoon, everyone. You're listening to The Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Terry Kalakos, a chartered real estate and mortgage broker, as well as president of Northeast and CBC Alliance. And today is our landlord special, which I enjoy doing every so often because I myself am a landlord. So um, it, it's it's exciting. We talk about all the trials and tribulations of the, you know, landlords, um, which uh, gets a, a lot of people uh, riled up a little bit. So if you do have comments, you can always call in to the show at 514-790-0800 or you can text into 514-800. Uh, joining me, we have my beautiful co-host, my wife, my business partner, Vice President Extraordinaire of Northeast and CBC Alliance, Marav Marciano. Oh, wow. What an intro. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying to get you. brownie points here, right? Oh, yeah? yeah. Why? Did you screw up something? Probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I'm a guy. We always uh, mess always things up. That's there's, true. There's That's something true. that we're always doing wrong. Actually, you're right. Yeah. There's... <laughs> <laughs> Which is rare for me to be right. Oh. Oh, my God. Good no. point. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, you could call in with your questions again, 2514-790-0800, or you could text into 514-800. You could also text into, you know, I'm just curious, are guys always right? Are women always right? Uh, you know, you text oh boy, with, don't go there today. I'm curious. I'm curious what our listeners have to say. <laughs> and uh, don't forget to include your name in the text unless you're saying that men are always right and you don't want your wife to know about it, in which case don't put your name in the text. Which means that she's right. <laughs> yeah. You can also visit us online at facebook.com slash northeast nordest and facebook.com slash CBC Alliance Quebec. And again, if you haven't done so already, take a moment to subscribe to our YouTube channel which is newsonthego.ca. And, uh, oh, man, are the phone lines lighting up? I think there's a lot of people that have uh, <laughs> comments. About. Unless they have comments about the <laughs> right and wrong thing. <laughs> All right, let's get to the phones. We'll open up uh, the show with the phones right away, and then we'll get to the show because I don't want these good people to be waiting long. Hey, Glenn from Shattagay, what's going on, my friend? Hi. Good afternoon. Um, I own a condo. Uh, there's a there's somebody above me. They mm -hmm. have a condo, okay, and they haven't been around for like three four years. Mm -hmm. There's all kinds of bailiff letters in front of the door. Um, oh boy! So the the city has her name in the paper. No tax. The school tax is after her. The bank's been after her. We're after her for over a year for condo fees. We cannot find her. We okay. hired a lawyer to try and send letters. I have a big concern if her hot water tank busts and uh, starts leaking into my condo. Is that like, I can't go after her because we don't know where she is. But is there any responsibility of other condo owners to pay the damage to? Or is it strictly... Well, it's, it, would, it would be your insurance that would cover the, um, you know, the damages that are caused. And then your insurance would have to go after her insurance. And if she doesn't have insurance, they would have to go after her. But I find it so, interesting that nobody's able to find her. I'm wondering yeah. maybe something has happened to the woman and nobody, you know, has no one gone into that apartment at all? No, because... She was supposed to give us a key, okay, and she didn't. In like a year and a half ago, there was some communication saying we need a key. 
She said, oh, when I drop by, next time I'm in the area, I'll give it to you. But she never dropped by, so we wow. don't have a key. We, we called the police mm-hmm. because recently we were worrying, you know, like we're hearing with the freezing rain and that. Sure. They came. They said there's nothing they can do about it. They can't bust open the door because it uh, has to be a legal thing, I guess. How, how but, large is this building? Uh, how large is it? Eight, like a... eight, eight condos, four on each side. Okay, so it's a small building, which, yeah. you know, there's no like. I'm assuming there's no maintenance people and stuff like that in the building, correct? No. Well, just a, a person comes in to clean the hallways, but not nothing inside nothing, her place. Nothing inside. Yeah. Um, so, like, I'm really worried about if it leaks, you're saying my insurance covers it? And not, they, my insurance won't tell me, say, hey, you got to go after their insurance? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly, but I mean, no, if but she... exactly what? Sorry, no, yeah. n- no, you're, you're. If there's a leak, your insurance would be covering your damages, and okay. then if there is a leak, then because it's a, you know, uh, do I use the term force majeure? I don't know. Like, do you can't uh, really use that? But if there is something that's happening in that unit, um, which is endangering the entire property, then at that point you can actually get the fire department to go into that unit. Okay. Okay. So you and seeing as she actually owes condo fees and stuff like that, you could theoretically. And we actually got a a message here from uh, Leg- uh, Leslie. I don't know why I was going to say Legly, but uh, Leslie, who says you can actually force the sale. Yes, you could force the sale of the property if there's condo fees owing and stuff like that. But that that was my next question. The condo association didn't start proceedings to uh, put a lien on the property and. Um- and force like, the sale. Uh, how much? Like, how much would that cost? Like, the whole process of putting a lien on it. Well, wow! You would literally, you would need to get a lawyer involved. Obviously, yeah. um, okay. the lawyer would have to go in, and they would have to quote you. I, I, I couldn't say. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it's probably like a few thousand dollars. Uh, yeah. You have to get wrong. a judgment to yeah. force a sale, etc. So Ex- exactly. definitely, it's a process. But at least you'll. You'll repo the property, and uh... she has no next. Of, she, well, I'm, make, I'm making it sound like she's she's passed away here, but she has like no no one, emergency no contact. emergency contacts, nothing no, like that. No, none whatsoever. And her, we've been communic when we did communicate a year and a half ago. It was always in a voicemail box. And are you sure that there's no one in that apartment that she's yeah. not there? And in yeah. your condo uh, bylaws, there's no uh, rules that that state. That you're allowed to enter the property in the case of emergency, well, but it's not an emergency. Have a rule that they have to give a key. That's yeah. kind of implied in case of emergency that we need to. But it is becoming in. an emergency, Terry. Uh, how yeah. long ago was the property built? 2013. 2013. So I wouldn't look. I you know I know that the rules say that you know the hot water tanks they need to be changed every ten years and and so on and yeah. so forth. Um, they don't tend to spring a leak after 10 years. I mean, I've, I've actually seen hot water tanks spring a leak earlier than that, but you know, it's not, it's not the norm. Um, I wouldn't really necessarily be worried about that. Um, although, like I said, if there is a situation that does occur, um, your insurance would cover you for something like that. You know, you can also call them to confirm this, uh, but they would be calling you, uh, you, they would be covering you. And then it's up to them to go after, her insurance and her uh, and her if she doesn't for one reason or another have insurance. You can okay. also, excuse me, you can also do something else. As the condo association, part of the mortgage rules state that she needs to make sure that obviously, uh, you know, her her taxes are paid and everything is uh, is paid properly. If you find out who 
the bank is, the condo association could actually reach out to the bank and say, this person has disappeared. Uh, we can't find them. They owe uh, money on in you know condo fees and, and so on and so forth. And in taxes, are you guys able to help us out here? Okay. So maybe they can find her. Yeah, but so. I I know that I know who the bank we know who the bank is and we know that the bank's looking after looking for her. Oh, they're looking for her too. Yeah, so Yeah, there's okay. bailiff notifications and yeah, there's that, letters that have been like who, who is anybody in occupying this? Uh there's been plenty of these letters left. Uh, yeah, I would I and I think that um you just have to kind of let it play out and hopefully you guys find her and hopefully she's okay the woman. Um, I, I think at this point he needs to get a lawyer involved. Exactly, the association. Needs, yeah, yeah, you need to get yeah. the, the lawyers involved, and uh, you could call uh, you could call our buddy at Legal Logic, uh, Jamie Benizri, and uh, they'll you know they're they're pretty good with stuff like this. Legal Logic. Yeah, Legal Logic. They're okay. uh, they're off the Trans Canada. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, Take Glenn. care, my friend. Bye bye. Oh my God! What a you know what stuff like this it comes up very often, and I know that we have a lot more uh, callers and texters, which I will get to in a second. But we've seen this before, right? People just abandon properties. But there's different reasons. There's sometimes they move to another country. Something could happen to their health. Uh, anything can happen. So definitely, I would I would get a lawyer involved to to help me in this kind of situation, especially that they're way past the point of. You know, there's condo fees owed, there's property taxes owed, there's a lot There's a lot that they could do at this point. And maybe they're just, uh, you know, we don't know, is it a, a, someone that's a foreigner that had bought that property? Maybe they're not able to come back into the country for one reason or another? Exactly. You know, there's all kinds of interest. It's pre-COVID, exactly. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Real Estate Show, and uh, today we're talking about landlords and things that, you know, landlords need to know. You're listening to The Real Estate Show, and today we have our landlord special where all of your questions as a landlord can be answered. You can call into the show with your questions at 514-790-0800, or you could text in to 514-800, just like we had Michael do here. Hey, Michael, how are you? And Michael wants to tell us, by the way, if men are right or if women are right. Correct, Michael? <laughs> well, I don't know that. He's but a smart anyway, man. Smart man. I love your show. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you, Michael. So is it is is it me or is it Marav that's always right? Uh, well, you do your best. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. What's going on? How can we help you? So I, I've got this problem. My next door neighbor okay. is convinced that he needs to uh, underpin which is um, major restructuring work on his foundation. Okay. Uh, he has to do this on his property. And since we share a common wall, yep. I've got to do the same. Yep. Now, uh, he's tried many arguments. One of the arguments he has tried using for this is that when the house is sold, uh, it actually increases and in the, uh, the selling price will increase. You know what? From two websites in the UK, mm -hmm. I have read that underpinning properties not only is extremely expensive to do, poses many uh, specific foundation problems if it's not done properly, and the, ultimately the sale price of the property drops by 20 to 25% on average. 
because of the perception of potential structural problems. Okay, so my first question to you is, have you gotten a structural engineer to come and verify what he wants to do? Yeah, I brought in uh, a slew of different engineers. Okay. Two of them were structural engineers. Okay. One was a geotechnical engineer. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They all conclude that my house uh, doesn't no need, need to underpin my house. And for that matter, the neighbor's house as well. Really? Okay, so why yeah. is this guy wanting to do this? Who, who He probably got someone saying something to him and he... I don't know. Uh, you know, he has a few cracks in his house, but um, uh, the engineers that went to see his house, they say, well, that's just spring cracks. You can fix that. Yeah. I mean, it costs a fortune to bring in all these uh, experts in. And nobody finds uh, um, the, the, the reason for doing this type of work. I uh, Listen, if you've brought in structural engineers and he's brought in, I would suggest that you tell him, you know what, I know you've gotten a quote and you've gotten recommendations from someone uh, talking about uh, underpinning the property and whatnot, but I would suggest that you bring in someone else and get a second and a third opinion. Always, always, always. I I can't stress this enough, and I'm not saying this because my beautiful wife sitting across from me here is a computer engineer, but (laughs) always, whenever you're dealing with something like this, when it has to do with foundations of a property or the structure of the property, you need to have a structural engineer, not an inspector, not a company yeah. that specializes in stuff like uh, this. You know, that's like, what they do. That's what they do. You call perfect. somebody who does piling, they'll give you a quote for piling. Of course. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to be like, yeah. yeah, no problem. Now, to, to answer your question about devaluing properties, yeah. I, I don't think that – first of all, the – the information that you're getting from UK, in the UK, uh, and oddly enough, it's funny that you mentioned UK. I happen to, to know quite a bit about those properties in the UK that do get underpinned. It has yeah. to do with the fact that in um, in the United King- Kingdom, people dig out their basements, okay? I mean, there's people that will dig out basements. They'll go two, three stories deep. They put in pools. They put in massive, yeah. massive extensions on the property, but the extensions are not on the, on the land above soil; they're below ground. So because yeah, of, okay, so because of that, they need to underpin the properties and need to extend foundations and yada yada and yada. And then it affects the neighbors. And then it affects the neighbors, and yeah. it could af- uh, negatively affect the property value. Whenever you do something structural to a property here, I don't think that you need to worry about the value coming down as long as the thing is done properly. What I will say is there's certain renovations that you do to a home. And, you know, we've talked about this on the show. There's renovations that will support the value of your home. And there's renovations that will increase the value of your home. So, for example, you redo the kitchen in your house. You redo bathrooms. You do stuff like that. That's going to increase the value of the property. If you decide that you need to, well, you need to fix your roof. So you change the roof uh, or you fix a structural issue on the property, that is not going to increase the value. It's not going to decrease it, but it'll support it. So in other words, if let's say your house was supposed to sell for a million dollars and you end up uh, you know, having structural issues on the property, well, guess what? That house is no longer going to sell for a million. It's going to sell for less because now the people that are going to be buying that property are going to have to do that work. But if the work has been done, and it's been done properly, and you have the guarantees, and you have the engineer certificates, and you have all that stuff, now that value is actually supported. 
It's not increased. So if your house was going to sell for a million, it's still going to sell for a million. Okay, so you're just maintaining the value. Exactly, exactly. Okay, even though it costs you a fortune to do the work. Yes, exactly. Okay. All right. right. Hope that helps, Michael. Thanks, Michael, for the call. Thanks a lot. Absolutely. Have a good day. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, we have quite a few texts that came in today. Oh, my. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> there's some about the um, – there's a couple of them regarding the um, the condo where well, the tenant I, disappeared. There's uh, – Or the uh, owner disappeared. Yeah, so there's – which is my concern, by the way. So when I hear this, that someone is completely missing in action – so Jason wrote, I would be concerned that she's inside, deceased in her condo. Someone needs to go and check. I agree. I agree. There, There's, you know, people just don't disappear. I agree. That was my first thought as well. And by the way, he says, great show. Thanks, Jason. Thank you, Jason. And we have another comment regarding that. He should mind his own business from Karen. Uh, Karen, I do understand your point. Um, but when you live in a condo building, everybody's life is sort of dependent on the other. It is a community. And if there is a leak in that condo, if there's a fire in the condo above you, if there's termites in the condo, it's above, your business. It is your business. Cause it is, you live in the same building. So I do understand his concern as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, we have another one here. Are one year leases allowed in Quebec? Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think the question is, Basically, it ends after one year, not tacitly renewed. I think that's what the question is. And basically, if it's a one-year lease, it's always tacitly renewed. Absolutely, yes. under one year. So I have seen people sign 10-month, 11-month leases if they don't want it to be tacitly renewed. Yeah, but uh, if if the question is, are one-year leases allowed? Yes, they are. So who's right, Miriam? Okay. <laughs> so... Uh, so um, what I will what I will say about the uh, this question is, believe it or not, it's it's a question that has come up more and more often. And if you only want to have someone in there for a year, so let's say there is someone that goes in and says, "I only want to be here for one year," and you only want them there for one year, as long as you agree to that and you specifically stated that this lease will not be tacitly renewed, and the tenant actually signs the document that says that they are agreeing to move are out on sure? this specific... Absolutely. I mean, the things could change. The regime du logement, the tribunal, uh, is not going to come back and say, no, 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 no. Listen, the document was signed. It's a legally binding contract. I'd love to have a lawyer chime in yeah, on Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I agree. Let's see not I right. agree with you. I agree with the lawyer. <laughs> we don't know what the lawyer is going to say. Let's well, find out. Well, whatever he's going to say, I agree with him. <laughs> All right, Marab, this one's for you. Yes. Can you explain how condo insurance works? Well, condo insurance is uh, <laughs> it's insurance for your condo. <laughs> <laughs> and how does it work? <laughs> it covers your belongings, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it covers your condo, of course, and your belongings. This is not tenant insurance that just covers your belongings. Exactly. It covers everything. Uh, but I think the question is related to common areas and things like that. That's more the condo association should have a Their own uh, insurance. master insurance policy for the whole building. And then your insurance will cover only your condo. Anything that's related to your condo, including electrical and plumbing and everything related to your specific condo. Ah, you see? I got that right. Very good. Very good. 
<laughs> By the way, in case you guys are wondering, Marav and I were at home today. We were arguing about certain things about who was right and who was wrong about. And she's pointing at the clock right now because she wants me to get off because she doesn't want me to go into this. But anyways, when we return, we're going to be looking at the new underused housing tax and how it affects you even if you're not a foreign investor. First, we're going to go off to a CTV News update. You're listening to The Real Estate Show, and on this week's show, we're talking to landlords. Don't forget that you can call in with your questions or comments to 514-790-0800, or you can text in to 514-800, and don't forget to write your name in the text so we give you proper kudos here. Um, we have uh, a few texts that came in, and we do have a, a couple of callers. A perpetual contract. Are perpetual contracts still valid in Quebec? And that's from Joe. Marav? Well, with respect to leases, definitely. With respect to other things, I'm not a lawyer. But definitely a lease is a perpetual contract. It's they, a contract with no expiry date. They are permitted under the civil code, mm-hmm. right? So the short answer is... Yes. Yes. Exactly. Um, condo insurance also covers the shell of each condo. If condo has a fire syndicate, insurance covers the shell of the condo like walls and floors. Your personal insurance covers personal property and any improvements that you have done since owning the condo. Thank you. There was no name on on that one, but uh, that's a good uh, good good point and and uh, good great text. Uh, and there was another one here which I can't find, but we're gonna go to Susan on the phones while I. Oh, here it is. It says that Terry Kalakos is always right. No, nobody wrote that. That's all in your head. It's right here, right in front of me. No, Susan, you, you type that. How up. are you? I'm fine, thank you. Hi, Good. Susan. I'm excellent. Okay. Well, the reason for my call, I own a triplex. Okay. And I need to find some, need to find some information, which I do have a tenant right now before the tribunal. Okay. Uh, my the the one of the questions is, I gave her. Uh, uh, when she rented the place, she knew that there was no place for putting things like tires and all of that. Right. I sort of felt sorry for her, and I told her that you can use a little space at the bottom of the the stairs. Oh, you gave an inch. To put bicycles, three bicycles. And I said, you have uh, to take them out in the summer. Yeah. One. Two, she's, is it allowed to, to put... Tires on a back balcony, which is a fire hazard. No. Uh, in short, no. The, the answer is absolutely not. Uh, if when the ba- it's not, what do you say? And she cannot put it there or she can No, put it she there. cannot. So she can't if, block an emergency exit. Exactly. So That's right. So, so that is an emergency exit. Right now she's doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. Right. And the bicycles at the bottom, I know it's a wrong thing also because if I change insurance, the adjuster comes and he will tell me I cannot have those bicycles there. Because well, yeah. it is the entrance. It's the entrance exit of the person that lives in the bachelor. That's right, exactly. So you you look, you know, unfortunately in Montreal, people leave their bicycles everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, like, I mean, I my my parents have a handicap spot outside of their house, mm-hmm. and there's two poles on either side of that handicap spot, and that handicap spot is not even the size of of a uh, of a full car. It's just so that it's a passageway, so that. You know, my dad can get into the transport adapté because he's in a I wheelchair. I understand that. And people will come and put their bicycles 
right there. Right there. Mm-hmm. Blocking the, wheel, the wheelchair. I know. The wheelchair. I know. <laughs> I know you, you, yeah, I know. Look, I know. at the Look. end of the day, I think it's about being reasonable. If yes. It's, yes if that it's, is what it is. You yeah. know, if it's if the bicycles are not in the way of getting out in a case of emergency, then it's one thing. But if they are in the way, then maybe you can have a conversation with her before going to the tribunal. Yeah. yeah. But we are already at the tribunal. for Specifically one, for, for this? No? Okay. And I don't, what I, I'm not understanding, I don't understand the tribunal at all, and I know they, it's a, it's a problem. I don't go there, it's a problem, it's a problem. And this is like my first time going there. So my question, and I have another question, I don't want to keep you all too sure. long. Yeah. The question is, can I send her a registered letter asking her to remove the bicycle? Absolutely. What is, what is deemed amendments to a lease? What is deemed? Can I change things around? Can I? So in her it? in her lease, it doesn't say that she has storage space. Correct? No, she doesn't. So you can say this is you are not authorized to park any bicycles here. You have X amount of days to remove them. Uh, otherwise, they will be the locks will be cut and the bicycles will be moved. Now, That's I right. will add something else to this. OK, and this is for your own. So the triplex, does it have exterior doors or is there a... There is an exterior door to the garage. Okay. That that is where the tenant pass. But this is where her bedroom part is. And if there is a fire in front, she has to escape by that Right. And it's blocked right now. And it's blocked right now. Yeah. So you you tell them right away, you know, this is... uh, this is a fire hazard. You need to remove the bicycles. Yep. What I what I will say is this. You have to be careful of one thing because if they if you don't provide them a storage space to keep their bicycles outside, they're going to start bringing them into the home. And when they bring the bicycles into the home, depending on how it, the property it is structured. on the front balcony, which it looks then like a ghetto. Yeah, exactly. And I so take care of my careful. building. My yeah. building is well taken care of. In La Salle, you're not allowed to put clothes lines on the front. Right. She break the she broke the rule one. That is that was rule number one. Two. By the time she moved in, she left things on the balcony that can fly away with the wind. Yeah. I had a, a, I had a friend coming in and she said, "Look, this fall, fell on my head. The child, the children left it out there." I said to her, "You cannot leave." shovels and so forth there when the wind comes it is going to come straight through the balcony susan and honestly the, the the first step is always to talk to the tenant the second step is a registered letter yeah. and then you go to tribunal that's what that's, for and any, i can understand why yeah. some why a young woman runs from letters she runs she doesn't answer her door she doesn't well, answer the mailman it's, she runs it's, from letters yeah. well she's susan running. she's running well I good luck her the papers. i served her yeah rl31 legally and she ran from that susan i wish you honestly a lot of luck with it i think that the tribunal will probably uh definitely side with you on this um but definitely if there is a blockage of any type of fire escapes or anything like that she has to move the stuff that's blocking it. Number two, you can move the stuff only after you've given ample notice to her. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. But you know, I have a question. Oh, so, so, so sorry, Susan. <laughs> we're pushing up against the clock. <laughs> I, have a, I know. Did you work at St. Mary's Hospital? No, I used to work at the Royal Victoria Hospital when I was a teenager. Oh yeah. 
that because I know of a carry, uh, uh, someone with your name worked at St. Mary's. No. And I'm saying, is it him? No, 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 not me. It was, in I the was at the department and I could remember passing him and I know he's into real estate and they would be eating cold pizza. And I'm saying, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Have a good day, Susan. No problem. Bye-bye. Um, so this, uh, the, the texter before wanted to specify a little bit and I'm going to give him a suggestion. Uh, this is Joe for the perpetual contracts and he's asking, I'll elaborate. My grandmother signed a perpetual contract for a plot in Cote de Neige in 1970. I've been told that those are no longer valid and will expire 99 years after it was signed. At that point, we need to pay for another 99 years or the remains will be dug up and moved into a mass grave. Perpetual contracts, once, I it's, think with respect to ce- with cemeteries, yeah. yeah, I think those. Uh, I think he's actually right. Yeah, I have I have my plot. It's ninety nine years. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I do. You got to be prepared. You got some real estate in the cemetery. There you go. Absolutely, but um, I would have a. You know, honestly, I I think it would be probably a good uh, a, a good conversation to have with a lawyer and find out exactly Absolutely. you know what can be done ab- about it right Absolutely. makes sense yeah oh my god i we, love this show it is <laughs> callers and texters <laughs> up next what are we talking about terry well we gotta we gotta actually talk about what we wanted to talk about earlier which is the underused housing tax but i'm also wanting to look at vacancy rates so we're gonna touch on that so we're gonna look at the underused taxes and we're gonna look at vacancy rates when we come back Thanks for tuning in. Today's discussion is all about landlords. And I know we have a tenant on the phone. Hopefully he's not calling to uh, to say anything bad about his landlord. But we're going to find out in a second. Uh, I also do want to say we're going to have to do a part two to the show because I had like a whole bunch of talking points here. But th- <laughs> we went like such on a ta- – like we completely went on a tangent. So we are going to have a part two to the show. We are going to talk about the stuff that – um, we wanted to talk about, but before I go to the phone lines, I do want to just remind people you voted him in. So there is a tax, a potential tax that you have to pay as a landlord. And it's called the underused housing tax act, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think the deadline to file that is May 1st. Yeah. Rav, can you just. You know, just elaborate while I, I sit here and I and I take a sip of my coffee and wonder why <laughs> our government is the way that they are. Please go ahead. Well, it's basically it's a new the tax. The producer is cracking up. <laughs> it's a new tax. It's called the underused. I'm trying not to share my political housing. affiliations here. <laughs> <laughs> the underused housing tax, okay, mm-hmm. um, which is 1% of the value of the property, but it's really made for underused properties, vacant properties, things like that. And it was really to target uh, foreign investors, etc. Now, there's exemptions. But yet, as a Canadian That's citizen. That's what I was going to say. So there are exemptions. It has to be a residential property as a Canadian citizen, <sighs> blah, 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 blah. However, My blood they is expect here. everyone yeah. who owns rental properties to fill out and to file this underused housing tax form in order to to declare that you're exempt, basically. So even if you're exempt, you still have to fill it out to pay nothing, but they want to know everything that you own. 
Yeah. So there's a lot of exceptions and exemptions, but which we're going to go over in next, next week. week's show. Yes. But still, the fact that you have to provide this form and file this is 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 there like yes, some sort of medical? Yes, there's a bad medic- smell. Yeah, there's a bad smell like, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's basically they want to know everything that you own in in partnerships, in private uh, incorporations, in trusts, things like that. Um, yeah. Is there a medication I could take for boiling blood? Like, because my blood is boiling, like when I see stuff like that. And truth be told, I had forgotten about it. I had spoken to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and he says to me, uh, you know, he's like, he's like, oh my God, I'm having like this crazy week. I have to fill out all these forms for all my properties and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh my God, I completely forgot about it. Yeah. So even as a Canadian citizen, so it really, it was made to target basically non-Canadian citizens, et cetera. Um, for vacant properties to be able to tax you on, you know, leaving your property vacant. But they extended it to ask the majority of real okay. estate we'll investors. Look, we'll, look yeah. at it, we'll look at it so next it week. So it makes it definitely uh, definitely complicated. But I would like to go take a Zah. deep dive into this. Yes. Zah. And get an accountant involved in our talk next week to make sure that we're giving the public the right information. All right, let's head on over to the phone lines. We've got Michael, who's been patiently waiting. Hey, Michael. Hi, Michael. Hi, how are you? I'm great. Who's always fine, right? Sir. Is it? Hold on. Is it me or Marav that's always right? <laughs> oh, I know better than to answer that. Oh. You see, these are all very smart men who are calling the show. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I no. 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 I'm not. Two magical get words. Yes, dear. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. Yes. All right, Michael. What can I do for you, my friend? I'm in a really bizarre situation. Okay. Um, a couple of months ago, my landlord's accounting office claimed that they are missing three months of rent. Okay. And I said, well, that's, that's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, so I provided them with the uh, canceled checks that were attached. Okay. And all of the associate documents. Mm-hmm. And their office still can't find it. And I basically told them, well, I've provided you with all the information. And they're talking about going to the tribunal. Is this something they can do because they're not organized from what I'm gathering? No. If you have proof that you have paid your rent uh, every single month and they've cashed that rent payment every single month, even if they were to go to the tribunal, the -hmm. tribunal would just basically laugh at them and say, but he's paid his his rent. We have proof here that he's paid his rent. So there's there's no way that they can – I wouldn't and, worry about it. And when somebody it. deposits a check into their account, there's a stamp behind exactly. the check. Yeah. So you even have proof which bank account it got deposited into. Yeah. So I highlighted everything and sent it to them in a really nice file. And they uh, first they said it was uh, three months worth. Now they're coming back saying, oh, no, 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 we're still missing a month and a half. I'm like, but that doesn't make any sense. How would you um, make – have you ever <laughs> paid your, your rent late out of curiosity? Yes. And do you but pay it, partial amounts? No. Okay, so when you pay it, you pay it in full? Yes. Okay, so, and you have obviously proof of it? Absolutely. Okay, so the one thing that I will say, and you have to be very careful with this, um, your obligation as a tenant, you know, tenants don't have uh, many obligations with respect to the unit that they're occupying, but the one main obligation that you have is to always pay your rent on time. Exactly. Okay? Exactly. If you don't, if for one reason or another, you're consistently late or if you have NSFs or if you have anything like that that occurs in your bank account, 
the landlord could petition the regime uh, or the tal the tribunal administratif um, I see. I age myself. I say the G de logement, but anyway, I call it the Regie Also, I've uh, been corrected many times. Okay, <laughs> so the we'll call it the Regie because you know, right? We're gonna age ourselves here, but you know, the Regie um, or the the Tal, they will, um, they could potentially find you. Uh, I don't want to say the word guilty, but you know, in violation of your lease, and theoretically, they could even. Um, tell you, you know what, you're evicted. Does it happen? It doesn't. Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. So the majority of time, if you consistently, let's say, are paying in a certain time of the month, like I have a tenant, she always pays on the 18th. I don't have a problem with that. I know that she pays on the 18th. It's I'm good with it. Okay, she's consistent on it. Um, But if if I didn't know about it, and I wasn't okay with it as a landlord, and you are consistently late, then they could petition against you to, uh, you know, you, you're in breach of your contract, and then the lease could be canceled. Usually they don't. What the tribunal is going to basically say is, please make sure to pay your your, your stuff on time, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's it. So just make sure you have your proof, and you should be okay. Good okay, luck great. with that. Good luck, Michael. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And we're pushing up against the clock here, but we do have Diane who has a, a question about a lost lease. Hey, Diane. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi there. Hi there. Um, um, I had a lease they gave me, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I I can't find it now. You it's, can't find the lease that the landlord had given you? Yeah, it was on the table, and I think I, you lost I had it? some papers, and I put it on the garbage. So it's a common thing. You can ask your landlord to provide you with a new lease. Uh, well, not a new lease, but a copy of the lease. Uh, they should be able to provide you with that, and if they can't, make a new one with them. Uh, they keep on uh, the the superintendent, the woman that li- um, that works downstairs in the office. She keeps on saying the landlord didn't come in. The landlord didn't come in yet. No, you should be able. Look, I have tenants all the time. They you know they lose their lease after a month of having uh, being in the apartment. I get it's tenants that ask me uh, for the lease all the time. Yeah. Uh, for uh, for a copy, I provide it, but I mean, look, you know, different landlords are different ways, uh, okay. do things differently. But I would, uh, if I was you, I would just uh, make it in writing. So send them an email or send them an actual letter stating that you need a copy of the lease, and uh, that's it. Because I didn't sign it yet. You got thirty days to, if you want to stay or leave. So you're talking about the renewal contract correct yeah, yeah the renewal one yeah well technically your lease is tacitly renewed they can't evict you uh just by saying we're making this change and if you don't like it go so i would if i was you i would just get a copy of the lease from them and if you want to stay i mean sign the documents that'll probably be the easiest if not you can contest uh whatever they're asking for with the tribunal good luck okay. with that diane hey, thank yeah. you diane no it's just that excuse me it's yeah? just that i told them i'm moving Oh, you so, are moving? Yes. Okay, so then you have no problem. You're going to move out at a certain time, right? I'm not too certain. I'm only going to be certain on September the 11th if I if I get that apartment. Got it. Understood. Understood. And if I can't get that apartment, well, I need a uh, renewal of lease. Yeah. I would have the conversation with the landlord. I think that that's the most important thing that you can do. Okay. okay. All right. I hope Thank that you, helps. Terry. Okay, Thank no problem, you. Diane. Bye-bye. 
Oh my God, we really pushed up against the clock. If people want to get a hold of us, you can reach us at the office at 514-680-4674 or online at nordes.ca. Guys, till next week, have a blessed week. Love you all.